Welcome to the Wolf Mother Podcast, a podcast bridging the human and the being, speaking on spirituality, but rather than trying to escape this reality, we will be grounding and rooting down into everything that is the entirety of this human experience on Earth. I am Dana Harkis, space holder and healing facilitator, and we will always begin by taking three deep breaths together so you can close your eyes or have them open, take a deep breath in through your nose, and gently out of the mouth. Deep breath in again through the nose. Again, softly out of the mouth. Last time, deep breath in through the nose. You're going to hold it at the top. And as you're holding it at the top, you're going to relax your shoulders. Try to relax your jaw. Try to relax the space even in between your eyebrows. When I say one, you're going to let out a nice sigh. Three, two, one. (sighs) Today's episode, we will be diving into the topic, imposter syndrome and anxiety at work. So this topic was brought to me by a wonderful, sweet human being. And guys, this is why I tell you to reach out to me. If there is something you want me to speak on, I can speak into it while giving you that advice um, at, like, at the same time. Because if you're having this issue, I guarantee you there are other people that are going to listen to this podcast that are also going through the same thing. I wonder if you guys can hear the two screaming children outside right now they there's definitely no anxiety or imposter syndrome there just just pure joy so this question being brought to me by somebody who is a lawyer this young successful woman is a lawyer um also in um real estate corporate real estate so and they didn't intend on being there and the reason why I'm letting you know this background is because of the reason how I'm going to answer this question about imposter syndrome and anxiety I want to really answer it in relation to this person but also from a broad perspective so they are a first-generation college graduate and they're new to the job and they find themselves having such high anxiety and being terrified of getting fired over every mistake And their words, not mine, in quotations, when literally no one is making me feel that way, lol. And so I think a lot of us can relate to the idea of working in certain places and we've we've felt this anxiety that comes over us like, oh my god, I made a mistake and feeling like it's the end of the world. Now, some of you that are listening to this, I know you are entrepreneurs, you are business owners, and it's so interesting to look at it from the business like owner type lens rather than a worker because I think a lot of us that are business owners um, we look at things and we're like well if this comes up as an issue and someone makes a mistake I like there's always a way to fix it but I know on my end when I have made a mistake and I've been working for someone else it feels like the fucking end of the world because at the end of the day the job is paying you, right? This other person is paying you and that's putting food in your mouth, that's paying your bills and you don't know how this person is always going to react. So first I wanna validate the fact that like imposter syndrome and anxiety, not just at work, is a real thing. But especially if you work for someone else, yes, that is so fucking valid. First and foremost, we're just gonna start there. Then we're going to start to look at the fact that I want to um, 
kind of define imposter syndrome because I'm thinking maybe some people are listening to this and they're like, I've never heard of that term before. So imposter syndrome is like this, it's the internal psychological experience of feeling like a fraud or a phony in some area of your life, like even despite any success that you may have already had. So expanding kind of on what I just said is imposter syndrome is really when you feel like maybe you're doing something. So this is why this expands off of work and just into life. When you're doing something in life and you feel like you shouldn't actually be doing it. You know that you can do it. You have maybe had success in it before or you're doing it on a day-to-day basis. But there's this underlining phoniness that you feel or fraudulence that you feel um, lying underneath. And now I think this is really interesting because I can't, this, this is, imposter syndrome has always existed. And I can't fully speak for it as someone who is only 26 years old. Um, but where I can speak into it is social media as someone who works off of social media and works for other brands through their social medias. Um, imposter syndrome has become more of a topic that people bring up especially with social media because I want you to imagine that maybe you know 30 40 years ago you were comparing yourselves to the people at work or in movies or in tv shows and blah 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 now you're comparing yourselves not just to the people that you're working around or these maybe fictional people that you see on TV, but you're comparing them to all of these social media accounts that you see. And these may even be people that you know. So it's important to understand that one, the society that we have now heavily influences how much imposter syndrome we experience. But it's not the only thing that influences imposter syndrome, right? So now let's take this on to like a a more human level. You're going to look around at people and you're going to feel like because they've been doing it longer or because you may feel like they're a little bit smarter than you or whatever the reasoning is, they're just that much better than you. A lot of times when I work with people on imposter syndrome, and by the way, there are apparently five different types of imposter syndrome. Um, so I'm actually, there's a, an article um, that I'm going to link in the bio to this episode. And if you'd like to read the article, you can check it out. The perfectionist, the natural genius, the rugged individualist, the expert, and the superhero. And I'm not going to go into all five of those types because you can obviously just fucking read about it online and you're here to listen to what I kind of have to say flying off the cusp. Um, But where in your life did you start to feel like you weren't enough? So if you were to come sit with me and we were... to start working on why you feel like such an imposter. Now I'm going to kind of move off of the example of this person um, who is a wonderful, beautiful, successful lawyer um, because she is successful even if she doesn't feel like it. Um, But I'm going to move it on to something else. Um, Speaking into the people that I have that have came to me within spirituality, my clients, 
if I was to sit down with somebody, I would be asking them where in your life was the first time that you felt like you did something that you shouldn't have been doing. And now after you pinpoint that moment, who told you you couldn't do that? Because a young child, like the two that are yelling and running around outside right now, they don't have that understanding um, or adult-like awareness yet that people think you need to be qualified in certain areas to do all these things, right? Kids just do things because they want to do them, because they feel like doing it, because it's what comes to them. So in that first example of, oh shit, like I shouldn't have been doing this, I can, across the board, you may be different, but every client that I've worked on with this, we bring it back to that moment and there's usually some adult saying that they weren't good enough that they're not there yet, that they have to wait until they do ABC to receive XYZ. So does that make sense? Imposter syndrome will come up more and more in your later years in life because of that internal childhood wounding of someone turning around to you and saying, hey, no, 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 you don't know how to do that. Now, granted, we're not saying that, you know, you were fucking using a stove and then you burnt your hand or you were using a knife and then you accidentally cut yourself. I'm saying like, something that you really were able to do. You really were capable of doing it. But for some reason, someone who was older than you, it may not have even been an adult, stepped in and then made you feel less than. Instead of validating the fact that you were experimenting with something else, that you were trying to do something that may have been outside of your scope, they probably didn't address it in the most conscientious way that would have made you feel okay in your childhood self. Let's just take a deep breath because I said a lot of things. Okay, so now that's important. That's a big thing and I do want you to think about that. I want to turn it back to work because all of us in life have jobs. Even if you are a nomad who is some type of um, entrepreneur or you are a digital nomad in some way, shape, or form, we all have jobs. So imposter syndrome at work. The reality of it is, if you have the job, this is my, you're getting my opinion here. God wouldn't put you where you're not ready, or great spirit, universe, whatever you call a higher sense of being, would not put you there if you weren't ready. Or... Here's the the double-edged sword. Or they're putting you there to teach you something. But the reality of it is they're most likely not teaching you in... I'm trying to figure out how to word this. They're probably not teaching you that you um, should not be doing this fully. And if they do come to you and teach you that you shouldn't be doing that fully, it's because there's something else out there that's meant for you. But most of the times as humans, instead of being like, okay, God wouldn't put me here if I wasn't ready, we get that anxiety that sets in and we go, oh my God, I'm in over my head. I've taken on too much responsibility or I thought I was going to be able to handle this and I can't handle this. Write out a list. What are your responsibilities in this job? 
what are your responsibilities for what you're trying to achieve, right? So I'm talking to the people that they have jobs, that there's like written requirements that they need to get done, but I'm also talking to the people that maybe do freelance work and that type of shit, right? So what are the things that you actually have to get done? And now look at that list. I'm a big list person. If you know me, ooh, God, I'm a slut for a pros and cons list. Anyway, um, you make that list and now we're looking at this list. What on it is overwhelming to you that makes you feel like you can't get it done? Is it just that there's too much stuff on there and you may feel like an imposter or have anxiety because you're like, holy shit, I'm one fucking person and I'm supposed to do all this shit? That's very valid. Some jobs, most jobs, require a lot of us to do and get done and all of that. Um, So say that's it, right? So then validate that for yourself and then you need to work on time management, okay? Now, say we have the list in front of us and we look at the things and you just start to look in the mirror and you go, I don't feel qualified enough. Now I want you, after looking at that list and getting to the conclusion that you don't feel qualified enough, why don't you feel qualified enough? Can you now write down your qualifications? So now writing down your qualifications, damn, if you guys are making these lists with me, you're going to have to pause and come back. I love this. Um, please feel free to send me your lists um, on Instagram or in an email um, so that I can see these lists and talk to you further. But um, oh God, lost my train of thought there. Whew, got so excited thinking about everybody sending me their lists. Um, so now we have your qualifications written out. That's where we're at. So now you have your qualifications written out. Are you actually not qualified for this job or do you just feel like you need more experience? If you feel like you need more experience, is there a way that you can get it or are you in the bullpen now? Are you full force in there? Is there a mentor you can bring in? Is there a teacher you can bring in in this area of expertise and you explain to them, I know technically on paper I'm qualified for this, but I could really use some extra zhuzh. I don't know how to explain the word zhuzh because I know some of you that listen to the podcast, English is not your first language. Um, a little extra oomph. That, I don't know if that helps. They can give you a little extra support in that area. Um, so trying to find someone like that. But if you look at that and you look at your qualifications, it may just be you having to get over that hump and start looking in the mirror and saying, I did complete all of these qualifications. I am more than qualified to be doing the job that I'm doing right now. But maybe it's just new for me. Maybe it's just busy for me. Maybe it's just scary for me. And that's okay. But check in with yourself. Because there are some different areas that you could go through, right? And even one of the types of imposter syndrome is, is the perfectionism. So I hate to break it to you guys. The perfectionist, I, I, all of my clients, if you're listening to this and you've done one-to-one work with me and stuff like that, the, those perfectionists, you're never going to do things in a perfect way. You can do things in the most imperfectly perfect ways and it work out. But if you're constantly striving for perfectionism, you are always going to get in your way. Cause I guarantee you, your boss doesn't expect it to be perfect every single time. They expect you to push your bet, put your best foot forward because me as a business owner, anybody that works for me or collaborates with me, I don't expect it to be perfect, but I expect to look around and see that everyone put their best foot forward. And if somebody makes a mistake, 
I'm willing to work with them on it. Maybe I have to step in at that moment or maybe they needed to make that mistake because they needed to learn something or guess what? There's this other sense that maybe they needed to make the fucking mistake because me as the business owner needed to learn from that experience. So if you're one of those people who's like, fuck, I don't want to make a mistake at my job because I don't want to get fired. One, valid. But two, hopefully you have a very kind boss because I'm, I don't want to invalidate anybody who's like, well, my boss is a fucking prick and a half. Um, Hopefully they are understanding and can understand that either you needed to learn something in the process or they actually needed to learn something in the process. And now I know we're, we're over 16 minutes now and I try to keep these short because I really want you guys to stay engaged, especially if you've been making the lists on this one. Um, I want to talk about anxiety just briefly and I want to touch on it because this is hard for me to give you tips. People constantly ask me, oh my God, what can I do for my anxiety? There are a few tips that I can give you, but anxiety and what's going to solve it is really subjective to everyone. So if you want to know what I think the best thing for you to do for anxiety is, then we need to be sitting together either at a workshop or in a session or at a retreat, that type of thing, because I can't just pull something out of thin air for you, but I can give you a few options. First off, I think it is extremely important to protect and cleanse yourself energetically every single day, especially if you are working. If you go into a business or you sit at your computer and you go into your, um, what are those called? Offices. Hello. Um, and you go into your office, you should be protecting your energy before you go in. And then at the end of the day, when you're closing up shop, cleansing your energy of any energy that you may have picked up on. Obviously, I'm sure there are some people that are going to listen and be like, what the fuck do you mean protect and cleanse? If you'd like me to make another, because I could do another half hour talk just about protecting and cleansing energetically. Um, So reach out to me on Instagram or in email and let me know if you'd like for me to discuss that. So protecting and cleansing your energy, that's first and foremost to help kind of like guard that anxiety away. Second off, something that's really tangible that you can do if you work indoors. Get the fuck outside. If you are not able to be near sunshine and fresh air, that's going to be a problem. So I'm going to need you to get outside as often as you can. If you have those cute little 15 minute breaks throughout your day, take those. If you don't have 15 minute breaks, then I'm going to need you to set at least a two to a five minute timer and go outside and break for air. If you cannot go outside and break for sunshine and air, I'm going to need you to start using the restroom more. Run your hands under the cold water. And think about the water literally cleansing your energy and bringing your energy all the way back into your body. Whatever you need to get done, you can get done after you've washed your hands, looked in the mirror, and said, it's going to be okay, even if it doesn't feel like that right now. I also don't want this to be toxic positivity, though. If your world is fucking shattering... You may need to call somebody if your anxiety is turning into panic attacks at work or anxiety attacks at work, then I really recommend um, reaching out to somebody who, like myself, is a practitioner or if it's that severe, um, really talking to a mental health counselor or a therapist if you need. If you're in the the Staten Island area, um, please let me know. I do have a great recommendation for a therapist that you can speak to. those types of things. But yeah, running your hands under cold water. 
If you're like me and you know what EFT tapping is, tapping has literally been saving me since I was 14 years old. Brings my anxiety right back down. If you have a plant in your office or in your house or wherever you are at work, put your hand in the soil, talk to the plant. I don't care if your coworkers think you're weird. Tell the plant that you're having anxiety or say it in your head. You don't have to say it out loud, um, but put your hand in the dirt. These are grounding techniques because if that anxiety really arises, um, we're going to want to start to bring you back into your body before we even look at why we feel like an imposter. Does that make sense? Obviously, I could ramble for a lot longer, but I want to leave it off there because this has been 20 minutes. I want to take another deep breath in with you. So take a deep breath in through the nose. Nice sigh out of your mouth. The reality of imposter syndrome is that we're always going to work on it because we're going to be up leveling in life constantly. We're always evolving this, that, and the other thing. I come up against imposter syndrome every day. And some days it's severe and other days I forget about it, but we come up against it because we are human. And I don't want you to forget that human part of you, but I also don't want imposter syndrome to run your life. So to the being that reached out um, with this topic in question, I think you're a wonderful young woman. I love you very much. I'm super fucking proud of you. And to all of you that are listening, I love you very much and I'm super fucking proud of you. Please reach out to me. Let me know if this resonated, if it didn't, and if there's anything that I can speak into for you. Many blessings to you and to yours.